Welcome, everybody, to the uh, Religion Unplugged podcast. I'm Joseph Holmes, uh, your podcast host uh, for uh, Religion Unplugged, which is your regular plug-in for religious news, culture, and politics, and such. And I have with me here today uh, Devon Franklin. He is an American film producer who is famous for such movies as Pursuit Happiness, The Ugly Truth, and, of course, faith-based films like Miracles from Heaven, Heaven is for Real, Breakthrough. Um, and of course, his latest film that he's producing is Flamin' Hot, uh, is on Hulu and Disney Plus uh, July 9th. So thank you so much, uh, dashing and dazzling uh, Devon Franklin, uh, for being on our show. Oh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so first of all, uh, for people who don't know... Um, what is the Flamin' Hot movie and uh, what attracted you uh, to this project? Yeah, the Flamin' Hot movie is the true story. Well, basically, it's the flavor you know and the story you don't. Oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the true story of Richard Montañez, who was the driving force behind the success of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. And he started as a janitor working for Frito-Lay and wanted to, you know, help the company and his plant survive. You know, he worked in the, inside the plant at Rancho Cucamonga. And the plant was, you know, not doing well and jobs were being lost and he wanted to find a way to save jobs. And he said, well, you know, the the company is not going after my people. Mm. And if there was a spicy product to go after to market to my people, my people would show up and we would save jobs. And he came up with the idea to do it. He marketed it and it became a juggernaut. And what we now know is Flamin' Hot Cheetos uh, is, is basically attributed to Richard. And not only did he start as a janitor, but the success of this product catapulted him to the upper echelon of corporate America. He became a top executive at, uh, at Frito-Lay and PepsiCo and was there for 40 years. And so the Flamin' Hot movie tells his incredible um, true story that, um, you know, we have already been screening it all over the country and people are really loving it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is a classic kind of underdog story yeah. that's, um, that, that everybody and it's it, it go, it inevitably to be a crowd pleaser and you know and then the big like oh like this actually happened well that just makes it even cooler to yes. you know to to do so uh, when were you approached about this story um and what attracted you to the project yeah i was approached about 7 years ago um you know wow. six, seven years ago yeah and uh, a friend of mine a mutual friend of mine and richards uh, sent me a text and said, "Hey, I have your next movie." And you know, I didn't really pay <laughs> attention. I was like, "All right." Everybody right, says that, that, yeah. Yes. So, but I said, "All right." So, uh, I got on the phone. I text Richard. We set up a meeting, and um, next thing you know, you know, he and his wife Judy are in my office, and they're telling me their their story. And by the end of it, I was so moved by it. I just said, mm. "Okay, I'm gonna do this." Okay, we are we are. I'm gonna get this movie made. I don't know how, but I will tell your story. And I was connected to it because I just, I was responding to the uniqueness of it. Hmm. Uh, and the idea that on some level, we all feel like underdogs. We all feel like, uh, you know, the odds are not in our favor and that the, you know, right. death may be stacked against us. So for him to find success, I felt like it, it resonated with me given my, you know, journey in Hollywood and, and all that I was going through. So uh, I wanted to do the movie because I connected to it. And yeah. I felt like if it was in, if this one hour meeting was inspiring me, I felt like it would inspire others. Yeah, no, that's very true. I mean, the the, the there is a kind of an a feeling today that um, 
that the, the world is the world is stacked against us. That everybody mm-hmm. is sort of feeling like this. Obviously, you know, this is a talking about a Latin, you know, um, uh, man's and, and and their experience particularly. And so, definitely, you know, have the you no know, racial history of of people who and marginalized peoples. But it is also true that everybody is sort of feeling like that. That we don't live in a world where um, our advantage disadvantages can be overcome, whatever they are. And yeah. so having a story like this definitely has that of like, no, like this actually happened. And so that means that there is hope for you in this world too. So I definitely, I definitely, that makes a lot of sense. What was probably the, um, the hardest thing about adapting this? Cause you said it's seven years ago, this was brought, brought to you. No. Um, what was for people again, who don't know like what it is like to be a producer, even one with a career as, as, difficult as you bringing a story like this to the big well you know to the the small screen but it bring it to the screen what was the most difficult part of getting it to the screen and what was one of the most rewarding part of getting it to the screen the most difficult part is um you know being patient and just Mm. believe in the idea and work on the script and you know, uh, meet with, you know, the the studio executives and get their notes and work on the script some more and then hire the director and then work on the script some more and then work on the script some more yeah. and convince them, okay, let's do a budget. Let's do a schedule. Oh, it's too much. No, it's not too much. <laughs> Let us cast the movie. We'll show, you know, it. all of that, you mm. know, is really the process that I went through. Uh, and it's hard. I mean, you gotta, you have to be, uh, you have to have endurance as a producer. Yeah, you gotta hang in there because it is not easy. But the job of the producer is to stay clear on the original idea. Like, why did ah. you make the movie? Because that seed of passion is what is going to be required all the way through to get it made. You know, if if at any point during the process I lose my passion, the project mm. dies. Yeah, I have to continuously stay passionate. I gotta fight for it. I gotta push it. Uh, through the system in order to get it made. So it was, you know, years of a very long push and uh, thankful that we're now at the verge of this finally uh, being delivered. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, one thing, obviously, I uh, as as I announced ceremoniously at the beginning, obviously, this is the Religion Unplugged podcast. And yeah. um, one of the things that's really interesting to our readers is the faith element of this. Obviously, you have you know, a lot of experience being in the faith-based industry, and this is not a faith-based film, but that's part of your history of working in those. Sure. Um, and one of the things that, of course, you know, there there is an increasing amount of Hispanics, uh, Latin representation on screen in yes. movies, which is great. Um, but one of the things that's often left out of those representation, even in movies like In the Heights or such, um, certainly the new Transformers film is not going to be doing a lot of, is the very deep faith of the um, Hispanic community in the United States. That's uh, even as they're being represented, a huge part of their culture is, Absolutely. is, is, you know, Catholic washed. I don't know, is, is secular washed, <laughs> whatever you want to say um, uh, of from, from it. And so what this is, this movie is not like that. This, you know, the, oh. the faith of them is uh, front and center, which it, I liked just as a matter of representation of like, this is actually yeah. what, real yeah. people like this are actually like so Absolutely. what was um the the what was important about that about getting um of having faith be an integral part of the story multiple aspects of the story and and how did you want to make sure it was handled well you know the faith their faith was was very important to them hmm. and so, you know how we portrayed it in the film was very similar to how they lived out their faith and explored their faith in real life 
And it would have been a disservice to their story to not highlight that. Mm. Richard do it. You know, we show how he did it. And a part of it was his faith. And mm. we felt like we wanted to be honest. And, and the thing, our guiding light with this film was authenticity. Hmm. Uh, want to be authentic in everything that we do and to incorporate their faith journey in this movie was making good on the operating principle of authenticity. And yeah. you're right that, you know, in the Latino community, faith is, you know, one of the main tenets that the community, you know, rests on. And so we wanted to portray that, not just for that reason, but because that's exactly what happened with Richard and the real mm. and uh, Judy Montañez. That's fantastic. So you talked about, um, you know, uh, the difficulties of, of, you know, making sure that as a producer, you know, through all the changes and through all the things you're having to do, um, you know, making sure you're guiding light. Uh, can you tell us like some of the, um, you know, changes that had to be made or, or, or kind of what sticking points that were about getting it to the screen? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's always about in Hollywood, it's always going to be about budget. And, yeah. and that, you know, fighting with creative appetite. And mm. so you know, we had to, you know, make some modifications to the script to get the, the number of pages down so we could, oh, actually, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, get the budget number that we needed because you, in theory, the longer the script, the more expensive the movie, depending yes. on what type of movie you're talking about. So we had to really look at the script and make some changes and adjustments that would allow us to hit the budget target that the studio laid out for us. Uh, and then we had the challenge of casting. We, mm. you know, did a nationwide casting search for the parts of Richard and Judy. And we were just so blessed to end up with Jesse Garcia, who plays uh, Richard and uh, Annie uh, Gonzalez, who plays Judy. And mm. you know, that was a process too. And we also made the film, you know, we were going to make the film and then COVID hit. And then we started. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but we were able to get them to make the film like the summer after 2020, which was a huge blessing. And, um, you know, if we hadn't got it done then, I don't know that we would be here now. So those are some yeah. of the things that sure, sure, sure. we didn't experience along the way and changes that had to be made in order to get it made. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. No, definitely. I, 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 I'm working on a film right now and I, that my, my producers also said, okay, cut down the number of pages. So I definitely, <laughs> I, I get that. Um, so, all right. Okay. What, um, what was say is like, what was a story from filming that you would highlight that was sort of a highlight of your memories making this movie? Hmm. Um, you know, it was just, a, it was amazing. I mean, I, I don't know if there's anyone in particular. I mean, we just, every day going to set was amazing. We made the film in Albuquerque, New Mexico and the local, you know, community and local crew, we were just a family, you know, everyone was mm. a family. You know? And it just really, every day was just a joy to come to work and, I've been involved in a lot of movies and that's not always the case. Yeah. Um, but on this movie, it was, it really was. We all loved each other. We love each other, you know, and we really were excited to work with one another. And, um, you know, and Eva is just a force of nature, you know, and just yeah. her being not only the director, but the ambassador of goodwill, mm. uh, you know, just always, there was just always laughs and fun. And, and, and in Albuquerque, there are thunderstorms. So Ooh. we would, stop shooting you know for the thunderstorm to pass and while that was you know while we would be down for maybe an hour or two we would be learning tiktoks and you know playing card games sure. so it was just it was truly a joy uh to make this movie uh, that's fantastic okay so i've i uh, know you've got um uh you, you have a, are on a tight schedule so yeah. i have 
uh, two final questions that I'll give to you uh, right at the same time. You can uh, you can uh, 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 respond to them at the speed at which you wish. Um, so first of all, if somebody wants to be a producer, either in you know um, the the Hollywood space or the faith based space, you know what would be the advice that you would give them on getting started? And second, what do you want most of all people to take away from seeing watching this movie? Yeah. So on the first one, you know, if you want to be a producer, you know, in, in theory, a producer is someone who uh, identifies stories mm -hmm. and has relationships with writers to write those stories and ultimately, you know, get the financing for those stories to be produced. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage someone first and foremost to follow the stories you like, you know, I mm -hmm. mean, depending on, you know, where you are in your life or career journey, you know, it was certainly easier for me to uh, start early, you know, 18 years old, interning and working my way mm -hmm. up in business. So that, that, you know, I can't put a, I can't say enough about that, mm. that Hollywood is an apprenticeship business. So it's not the only way you can produce people produce all different types of ways, but learning the business from the inside out to me is the most effective because mm. you really uh, learn by doing. And so I would encourage someone, if you want to produce, uh, you know, go work on someone else's production, PA on a movie, PA on a TV show, PA on a commercial, PA on a music video, Set, you know, also working, do productions for your local church. Mm. You know, that's a great way to, you know, start getting your feet wet as a producer. And then you can apply that to, you know, doing other productions. So that's what I would say there. Uh, and then also in terms of what I want people to take away from the film, I want people to take away that this, there is hope, you know, you that we all feel like an underdog on some level. Mm. Like Richard, you know, Richard felt like an underdog. He was a janitor and, you know, how who who was he to have an idea hmm. that, that would save the plant? But yeah. then who, who you know? But then who wasn't he? Right? Yeah. Like just because he was a janitor, he didn't allow that title to stop him from dreaming and believing and working and for his for the greater good of his company and for the plant workers and his coworkers. Mm -hmm. And so I want people to take away that if you're an underdog, you can succeed. You know, you do it by committing to service. Richard served his way to the top. Mm. Uh, never wanted to, he never thought a flame house was going to be a billion dollar brand. It wasn't even a thought. It was just like, hey, I want to save the plant. If, you, if we had, if I take this spicy product, I market it to my community, I'm going to save jobs. That was mm. it. And because wow. he part for service, then, you know, the miraculous happened. So I want people to, to take that away. That even though you're an underdog, miracles can happen for you too. Commit to service and, and watch what God does. Such an such a such an, an underlooked uh, quality as service as being the way the way forward. Oh, um, yeah. Well, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Franklin. This has been a great interview. Um, uh, if people uh, want to check out, I can alluded to at the beginning. People wanted to check out uh, the movie. Yes. Where is it going to be available? Where should they go? Uh, it'll be streaming on June 9th on Disney Plus and Hulu. So you can go to either platform and watch Flaming Hot and get you some Flaming. Even hot Cheeto. <laughs> yeah, it's like snack on it while you're That's watching. It. That's exactly. it. Do yes. it. Do it. And, oh, fantastic! Uh, yeah, with your whole family, you're gonna have a great. You're gonna have a great time. I guarantee it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you all for listening. Uh, this is Religion Unplugged. All of your uh, religion, culture, politics, and other news. Thank you so much.